Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for our final video here on the Italian Grand Prix. If you miss anything, all the videos are available. We covered all the F1, all the F2, all the F3 finale. All of it's on the channel at the minute, so you can go back and watch all of that. But this is our driver ratings video. Uh, before we get into it, though, make sure you subscribe because we will be covering the Singapore Grand Prix in two weeks. And also, this weekend, we'll have some special videos out as well uh, to fill the gap whilst the F1 one is away but right now it is time for the driver ratings for the italian grand prix and as always we start with the williams team and uh we go to um uh i've put i see this is something i do every week every week i make this mistake i put ls and i think it's lance stroll but it's not it's logan Sargent. so i've put the wrong numbers in the wrong order but i have got i'll just read it further up logan Sargent. he qualified 15th he finished the race in 13th now um in a way it's kind of disappointing kind of disappointing for uh, logan Sargent. Uh, a lot of people kind of expecting Williams to come in and be super quick this weekend. And it didn't massively work out. They still had a very good weekend. But I think there was a lot of people who were thinking this is when Logan's finally going to get his first points. Unfortunately, it didn't play out that way. I think he missed the opportunity in qualifying. He was just too far back in qualifying, but it was just such a close grid. Uh, so still come through though and finish 13th, I think is a good result for him. Uh, I'm going to give him... So I've written down an 8, but I feel like it's more of a 7, really. So I'll go for a 7 out of 10 for Logan. Uh, Alex Albon, though, he qualified 6th, first race in 7th. Some fantastic defensive driving from him to keep uh, Lando Norris at bay for the majority of the race. I think they started having a little battle on lap 30, and it went all the way to the end of the race. So that was some great stuff from uh, Albon there to keep him behind. So I've given him a 10 out of 10. This is a, his joint best finish of the year. Really great stuff. It seems like um, the Williams, when it lacked in straight line speed, which we thought it would have, it's actually kind of just developed into actually just a very good race car. It's no longer kind of this straight line speed merchant. It's just good kind of everywhere now. So I think we'll continue to see the Williams be a relatively strong lower midfield car. And in the hands of Alex Albon, he's able to get some really good stuff out of that. So I wouldn't be surprised if... When we get to Singapore, Albon might be kind of in the bottom um, of the top 10 again, maybe around that uh, 9th, 10th, 11th position fighting there again, because I think the Williams is turning into quite a good car. I've just noticed my pen on the floor there, so I need to, cause I need to change my notes here so I don't get confused later on when I put it in my spreadsheet, because that's what I do with these numbers. So at the end of the season, I can tell you who the best and worst drivers are, rank them all, uh, from 22nd to 1st, because we have 22nd drivers this year. Um, so, yeah, stay, you know, subscribe for that. Till the end of the year, I'm going to go over all the numbers. It's going to be grand, and everyone's going to disagree with me. It's going to be wonderful. Across to the Alpha Tauri team now, and Liam Lawson making his first full F1 weekend debut, taking part in all the practice sessions as well as qualifying and the race. He qualified 12th, finished the race in 11th, and I've given him a 10 out of 10. Because I'm just so impressed by Liam Lawson here. We know the Alpha Tauri isn't great. But he's come into it more than halfway through the season. 
and put in a great performance. I think he was only like a tenth off Yuki in qualifying. Obviously, we don't know his pace as to Yuki in the race. We'll get into that in a little bit. But to finish 11th there, he pulled off some really good overtakes. I didn't really make the uh, live feed because there was certain there was stuff going on further up the grid. But I've seen some of his highlights been put on social media and he was looking really good. He's just really impressive here, what he's doing. I know there's going to be some people like, oh, he's not scoring points, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, 11th in that uh, Alvatari, to put into fully, to put into perspective how good that is, Liam Lawson is now beating Daniel Ricciardo and Nick DeVries in the championship because neither of them ever got 11th place. Now, for Daniel Ricciardo, that's uh, less impressive because he only had the two races, but, you know, this is Liam's second race. Nick DeVries had half a season and couldn't get 11th. Liam Lawson did it in his second race. So I think a 10 out of 10 is very justified for Liam Lawson there. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, though, he qualified 11th, did not start the race. Engine blew up on the formation lap. I'm just, gonna, I'm just giving him a 5, straight down the middle. Although his qualifying was very impressive, we'll never get to see what his race pace could have been and where he could have finished. Maybe points were on the board, maybe they weren't. It's a shame for Yuki, but yeah, I think a 5 is fair in that circumstance. Uh, cross to Haas Nick uh, Nico uh, Hulkenberg qualified uh, 13th finished race in 17th another good qualifying performance for Nico Hulkenberg but of course he just goes backwards the Haas cooking its tyres as it always does Haas really just looked off the pace all weekend here there was really nothing they could do they don't have straight line speed they don't they're not able to manage their tires right. I gave him a five. Kevin Magnuson as well qualified nineteenth, finished the race in eighteenth. I gave him a four. I mean, it's not really his fault because I mean he started, I think, on the um hard tires and was pitting by like lap nine or something because they were just gone. I don't has just need to figure out whatever they're doing here. But, you know, I think that's their strength in qualifying is they can get the heat into the tyres so well that they they have really good tyre temperature for a one-lap pace. But then their tyres are too hot and just shredding themselves apart. When we get to places like Singapore, which is notoriously quite a hot track, maybe even a Qatar, Haas are going to be dreadful because the cars just the tyres will just explode. So it's not like it's going to be a bad month or so for the Haas team. Across to Aston now, and uh, Lance Stroll. Oh my. Now, Aston, uh, they didn't have the pace here this weekend. They're not a straight-line speed car. We know that they're more of a downforce-based car. But even so, Lance Stroll should not be qualifying 20th. Wow. The slowest car there, the slowest driver on a Saturday, 20th place for Lance Stroll. Unbelievable. Finished the race in 16th. I've given him a free, but I don't even know. Like, that's that's even quite generous. Because when you take into consideration we had two people who didn't finish the race that probably would have beaten him, he would have been 18th. Who did he beat in the end? He beat the Hasses, whose tyres were on fire. You know what? I'm changing my mind. He's going from a free. I'm giving him a one and he's getting a one because he turned up i've given out a zero before but it wasn't as bad as sergio perez's monaco performance so he won't get a zero he will get a one though because that was dreadful meanwhile though his teammate fernando alonso he qualified 10th finished the race in ninth Quite an anonymous race for Fernando, especially in comparison to last weekend at the Dutch Grand Prix where he finished P2. But yeah, as I said, 
the Aston, it doesn't suit this track. It wasn't going to be as fast as the Red Bulls, Ferraris, Mercedes. But, you know, he came away with some points, doing well, I gave him a 7. Alfa Romeo, though, Zhou Guan Yu, he qualified uh, 16th, finished the race in 14th. I gave him a 7. Uh, but Valtteri Bottas, he qualified 14th, finished the race in 10th, bringing home a point for the Alfa Romeo team. I gave him a 9. But yet again, Alfa Romeo doing Alfa Romeo things, which mainly involve not being shown on television, no matter what they do, unless they crash. Uh, across to McLaren, who've had an interesting one. Because uh, they kind of knew that they weren't going to have the straight line speed available this weekend. But they still put in a very good performance. Uh, Oscar Piastri, he qualified 7th. He was running around about 7th, 8th place until Lewis Hamilton tried to overtake him. And he finished the race in 12th. I, think, I thought Oscar put in a good performance overall. Um, it was a shame that uh, the damage from Lewis just kind of ruined his race, but even then he uh, got the fastest lap, was able to get some good overtakes towards the end, tried to salvage something, but it was a bit too late for him, finishing in 12th. I gave him a 7 out of 10 overall. Lando Norris qualified uh, P9, uh, finished the race in 8th after he was battling Albon all race. I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10, because I think as much as he... I think, um, the maximum he could have finished is probably 7th because he wasn't as fast as the Mercedes. He definitely wasn't as fast as the Red Bulls or the Ferraris. So I think the max he could have got would be a P7, but P8 is still very good for Lando. Cross to Alpine, and wow, it was a dreadful weekend for Alpine. It was the first time since 2016 that both Alpines have gone out in Q1. Pierre Gasly qualifying 17th, Esteban Ocon qualifying 18th. Gasly would finish the race in 15th, so getting some decent positions there, so a couple of positions gained. Esteban Ocon, though, he didn't finish the race, and the worst thing is, nobody even bloody noticed. Just at the end, he went, oh, he didn't finish the race. Apparently he went off on, like, lap 38 due to a steering issue. Who knows? I've given Gasly a 6, I've given Ocon a 5. The Alpine just not working this weekend whatsoever. Across to the Mercedes team, and what an interesting one it was for both Mercedes drivers. Now, George Russell, he would qualify fourth and finish the race in fifth, and it wasn't a massively eventful race for him. At the start of the race, he would defend well against uh, Sergio Perez, but Sergio Perez would uh, get past him around about lap 15, I think it was, and start making his move towards the front of the grid. Otherwise, George Russell had a very anonymous race, apart from when he came out of the pits and started beefing with Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon, who was fighting near the back at this point, um, George cut the corner, gained an advantage, and just kept on going. Ended up giving himself a penalty for no real reason. Um... I've given him a 7. It would have been an 8, because I think P5 is still a great result for George, but I think that penalty has to drag him down a point, because it was just such a stupid way to get a penalty. I don't really know what he was thinking. There you go. 7 out of 10 for George. Lewis now. Wow, what an interesting race for him. He qualified 8th, and I think he'd be quite disappointed with that qualifying. It wasn't a great one for him. Um, he went on the alternative strategy and, uh, to his credit, did it very well, going long on the hard tyres to switch to the mediums at the end and have the pace at the end of the race. Really good stuff there. 
But then, of course, we've got to talk about that move on Oscar Piastri. Yet again with Lewis Hamilton going wheel-to-wheel with someone uh, when they're on the outside of his car and he just hits them. I mean, this happens to him all the time. Normally, it's uh, a Red Bull car he would hit on the outside, but not this time it was the uh, McLaren. But yeah, just a silly move there. I think overall his race was good. He finished behind George, but I have to take a couple points away from him for just that stupid move for him again. I mean, he just he never learns, it seems. He has the same mistake from him over and over and over again. I've given him a 5 out of 10 overall. Just an average race for Lewis. Right, Ferrari now, and what a good weekend for Ferrari. I mean, I think the Ferrari fans can be pretty happy with their results this weekend. Carlos Sainz qualified on pole, would end up finishing the race in P3, his first podium of the year, and I've given him a 10 out of 10 because I thought he did absolutely fantastic here. He has now got the most laps in the lead for a non-Red Bull car this season, due to his defensive work at the start of the race, keeping Max Verstappen behind. And then towards the end, Charles Leclerc properly going for him, and him, him just defending like mad. Very reminiscent of last weekend in the Dutch Grand Prix, where Lewis was going for him at the end, and he defended so well. I mean, last weekend I said about Carl Sainz, he finished P4, and I said I gave him a 9 out of 10. The only way I could give him a 10 is if he finished on the podium. This weekend he finished on the podium, I'm giving him a 10 out of 10. Now some people saying he's moving a bit too much under braking, and whilst I can see that, I also think, you know, everyone was kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit too much this weekend. So I'm going to let him off this once, and I'm going to give him a 10, because I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Just the better of the two Ferraris all weekend, literally in every session. He turned up at practice one and was like, right, okay, I'm going for it this weekend, and didn't back down at all, and he deserved that podium at the end, the Hubble chanting his name, really good stuff for Carl Sainz. Then at the end, um, after the race, someone nicked his watch, he chased him down and got it back. Bloody hell, Carl Sainz. 10 out of 10 weekend for you. Well done. Uh, Charles Leclerc, though, qualified third, finished race in fourth. Yet again, a good race for him. Really aggressive stuff, as I said, with his teammate. Uh, Good stuff holding Checo behind for a little bit as well. Uh, Guys who look into the kind of morality of lap times and stuff say that he did have the pace to eventually finish P2 if Ferrari had swapped the cars. He was the faster of the Ferraris but wasn't able to get past Carlos. Um, I personally think that was the right thing to do. Maybe from a Ferrari team point of view, yeah, it would have been better, but you know. Let them fight. It's fun for us fans to see. I've given Charles Leclerc a 9, though, out of 10, because I still think he did a fantastic job, even if he did finish behind his teammate in the end. And then to the Red Bull. Sergio Perez qualifies fifth, finishes the race in P2. I've given him a 9, because I still think that's a great result for him there, that P2, and he seems so happy with it afterwards. It took him a bit longer than I would have liked to get past George Russell, but everywhere else he performed really well, and you know he had to get past Carlos, who was the Spanish Minister for Defence, going against the Mexican Minister of Defence this weekend. But yeah, good result for Sergio. Then Max Verstappen qualified second, finished the race in first to make it 10 race wins in a row, and this is probably his 10th 10 out of 10 from me in a row, because yet again, perfection from Max. He really, at the start, uh, just kind of waited for Carlos, because he knew that he would get past at some point. You know, if we go back to 2021, people talk about Max's maturity, or 
maybe lack thereof maturity, maybe being a bit too aggressive. We can really see his development as a driver in this race weekend where, you know, maybe a Max or a couple of years ago would just go for some kind of audacious, aggressive move on Sainz early on in the race. Whereas the Max we saw this weekend was like, right, I know I will get past him at some point. I'm going to let him ruin his tyres a little bit. And then when that gap is there, I'm going to go for it. And that's what he did. Some great driving from Max this weekend to get his 10th race win in a row. And who says he can't make it 11 when we go to Singapore in two weeks? So there you go. That is my driver ratings for this weekend. I hope you have enjoyed. As I said, make sure you subscribe. There'll be some videos coming out towards the end of this week. And then the week after, we'll be covering all things Singapore which should be very exciting. I always love the Singapore Grand Prix. It's always a fun one, often filled with drama as well. So I look forward to seeing you there. Until next time, have a great week. Goodbye.